Have you ever been frustrated trying to build a business that you love, connect deeper with your family, and take care of your physical and mental health, but it just seems like you never have time? In my search for those answers, I found out that there are three very specific things that family-driven entrepreneurs do in order to excel in it all. If you're someone who's interested in learning these three things, we have a free upcoming training that you can register for so we can share these three things to help you succeed faster. Check out the show notes or go to modernleadership.us forward slash workshop. This is a limited time workshop, which will be recorded just in case you can't make it live. Thank you for being willing to lean in and continue to grow. And above all, keep leading from the front leader. What is going on, my people? You're listening to Master Your Mindset with Coach Mark. Now, I'm your host, Mark Hildebrand, and I'm a husband, a father, a master coach, a co-creator of the Push Coach Certification School, and 19-year law enforcement officer from Southern California who struggled with giving all my time and energy to my professional life and having nothing left over to give my family or for myself. Now, through this process, I discovered I could excel in every area of my life if I was willing to master my mindset. So this podcast is for ambitious, high-performing leaders in business and career who want to create more in their life, but refuse to do so at the cost of the other important areas of their life, including their health and their family. If that's you, it's time to dive into today's episode. Thanks for spending this short time with me, but remember, you don't get better by consuming, you get better by acting. Let's go. Hey guys, what is going on? My people, welcome back to another Thursday microcast episode and we're sticking into this, uh, sticking on this concept of questions. Um, I get this a lot uh, because questions are, man, they've impacted my life so much. But a lot of people always ask me, like, "Hey, Mark, what are the right questions to ask? Not only myself and others, but to like get ourselves to like really show up, not self sabotage, and um, to literally create more with less." And so I, I do a lot of podcast episodes on that. But one of the things that I haven't really talked about is what I'm going to talk about here today. And really, it's like how to find the right questions to help others to lead others to success. But I'm doing this in a little bit different of a perspective, because as I go through the Ideal Leader Blueprint um, training or the, the course that we have, um, I'm putting together um, the structure that I use to lead others, lead myself and lead my family effectively. And I'd never put it into a system that has all of those pieces all together in this shorter period of a training. Um, basically, it's like the last 10 years of my leadership growth, not only as a sergeant LAPD, um, but also when it comes to leading my family more effectively, becoming the fa- father and husband that I want to become which is still a work in progress. And then also leading effectively um, when it comes to my business, creating a life coach school with my mentor. Um, All of these things in that process has really helped me develop myself into the next level of where I was before, considering I'm like, I feel like I'm at Mark 4.0. And it's also like the fact that I'm looking to become Mark 5.0. And whatever I can do to really impact um, myself and that level, like I'm willing to do even when it feels uncomfortable. And so one of the things that I want to talk about today is like, is like how you really do get people um, to show up to take action that is congruent with um, them, you and what your specific goals are for the team and do it in a way that's not you convincing them or forcing them, which is the old way of leadership. We were talking about that a couple of podcasts ago, right? Like people think that um, I know for me, when I think about like the, um, the specific uh, leadership tactics when I was growing up that I would see, it would be like the person who has the most amount of time, the person who is like usually the oldest, the person who um, has been there the longest, like that was the kind of leader that um, that I thought that I needed to be in order to be, be, 
for me to effectively lead people. And what I've realized is like leadership is definitely changing because there's people who um, effectively lead below the chain of command, um, let alone, you know, depending on your age or anything like that, like that is kind of irrelevant. You you guys are all incredible leaders. And when you are modeling that behavior, of course, you're able to effectively lead people from all different levels. But one of the things, you know, that people keep coming back is to coming back to is these questions, right? Which is the reason why I have my Pushco certification school with Josh that I co-created, which will be opening, by the way, um, in October. If anybody is interested, hit me up on that. Um, but really, this is where we effectively teach people how to ask great questions to not only find out why they're currently creating the, the, the situations that they're going through in their life, what they're manifesting in their life, but also like how to get themselves to stop self-sabotaging and then giving them a system to actually go out and help other people to create a by creating a business, a life coaching business so that they can really pull out the best in others and get other people to get out of their own way, too. But there's got to be three things that you that come together at the intersection of these questions to make sure that your questions are um, going to really effectively lead people and lead them in a way that's actually going to benefit you and the team. Because here's the thing, like when you have that that collection of those three pieces, right, when they actually want to achieve the goal, you want them to achieve the goal. And it also benefits the business, the company, the whatever it is, like the team that's really where that trifecta is. If it's only like benefiting them or only benefiting the the company or the business or only benefiting you, um, it's really, that's those, those um, interconnecting circles are like disconnected and you're not going to have the most impact. I mean, I can see um, there's been plenty of times where as a police officer, especially early on, like um, things would be presented to me in terms of like, hey, this is what we have to do for the department. And it wasn't like, oh, and also how this is how it's going to benefit you. And also here's how it's going to benefit the supervisors. It, it wasn't really presented that way. Thankfully, like there's been a, a different change of command where that is more um, something that I get to experience, mostly probably because of where I'm specifically working. But it's also something that I want to do to the other police officers that are out there. Now, being a sergeant, I can influence them by being able to have these conversations with them where it's not just all about like, how does it benefit the department? Well, no, how does it benefit the department at the same time, benefiting the officers and benefiting just the command and in citizens in general. And when you can ask yourself great questions like that, it really brings um, all of these three things together. Right? So here's the three things that when you ask questions that are, you want to get people to, to take actions that's in their best interest. This is how you really get them to do that. All right. Number one is you got to first identify what the people you are leading want. Okay, so identifying what the people that you are leading want, like what are their goals? What are their aspirations? What are they looking to get out of this? All right. If you don't know what is that your people want and you can't um, actually get them to paint a clear picture, you have no idea as the leader how to get them there. And if you just think that they want what you want or think what they want, what the department or what whatever wants, like whatever your business wants, you're missing a huge piece of the puzzle here. Because in order for you to effectively lead people, you have to know what they want, right? If you can help enough people get what they want, then you can have anything that you want, right? And, and really, it's this process of like being able to ask great questions to identify what it, is, it, what it is that they actually want. And what most people think is they think this is like slowing down. It makes, it makes everything else kind of like slow down. And it's like, no, this is information that you could use. Because if you don't know like what your people really want, how are you going to help create that? The answer is you can't. So really asking yourself, like, how can I identify what the people that I lead want is a really great place to start. All right. Now, this is a part that we teach inside of the ideal leader blueprint is how to find what people want. 
But sometimes you can just do it by asking questions. And sometimes you could just do it just by um, like even having like a, um, um, a yearly kind of like assessment or uh, a questionnaire that you're sending out or just casual conversation or like just talking about things that maybe aren't necessarily related to just the team or to the business or to what it is that you're specifically um you know, selling or doing or leading people through, right, is really just finding a way of identifying like what is really um, what they really value, but then also like what they really, truly want to create. All right. Now, the second piece I just talked about uh, a second ago is like what they value. All right. It's what they value. It's kind of like their core values. So you have the what they want, what they actually want to be able to achieve, what they want to create, the results, the reasons why they're actually they're fighting, taking those actions, right? But then you also have their values. And when you identify what their values are, for me, it's it's health, it's family, it's impact, and it's integrity. So those four things are how I run my day. I make sure, because I've identified my core values, my leadership core values, I make sure that I'm living in one, if not all, multiple of those all the time. So if something that I'm going to do is out of alignment from integrity, I'm not going to do it. And if somebody forces me to do it, it's not going to be done well. <laughs> All right. If it's if it's making me like um, go the opposite direction when it comes to my family or from my health, it's something that I'm not you're not going to have my full buy in. So if we have something like even just say like the um, the riots that we had, like you can't get my full buy in if I'm constantly being pulled away from family. My health is in is is like actually being um, is deteriorating because the amount of days and times that I'm working over and over. And yes, I'm going to be there because that's what I have to do at that specific moment. But you can also find a different way of like really being able to help me live inside of my values and show up even better. Like even just thinking about this out loud, if I was a leader, I would find out like how I could do that. So if somebody's working 13 days in a row and I know that they really do value their family and they really do value like their health, like what can you do to help them live within those values? I mean, could you give them some time to even just have a phone conversation with their family? Could you like give them a specific day that you could, um, you know, change their shift or just remove them from that shift and replace it with somebody else? Like I know it takes work, but when you do that, if you're the leader, how much more empowering does it feel when your people are actually taking control of what they can control and really giving you that freedom of living within your core values? It's a game changer because influence will be exponentially built when you're in that process of like, hey, I know that we all need to be here or we all have this this goal that we're trying to achieve. But I also know that these are your values. And I really want to um, I really want you to know that we are working hard at making sure that your values are still um, an important part of this process. So here's some different ideas that we could do to make sure that you're living within your core values. And when you do that, guys, even if you just like think about this um, hypothetically, just the power that you get when you know somebody cares about what you want and that it's in alignment with your core values, just how much more powerful that is. Now, there is, of course, this piece where it also has to be in congruence with the team. It has to be in congruence with what you guys are actually going out there after, right? And when you can ask great questions, it encompasses all of those things so that you do get more. I mean, even still continuing to think about this out loud, if I had been given like a little bit of time to connect better with my family, or I had been able to just 
figure out a different way, just asking a question like, how could we still, he needs to be here because he's got to be, um, you know, here in this specific situation in case he needs to get called in for what's going on right now. But how could we also at the same time, allow him to live more within his values and get to spend the time and energy that he needs to, to recover, to re- to like connect with his family or do whatever. Like I'm going to show up way better at the times that I am there versus if I was just being forced to do the whole thing the whole entire time. And so it's really the the connection of all of these things, including the team. Don't leave the team out and just say, oh, it's just to benefit this person. No, that's not being creative. That's just, you know, giving into that specific situation. But instead, think about like, how could it benefit everybody? And when you do that, it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be way better than if you just said, well, this is just what you have to do. If you're just saying that this is just what you have to do, I really like want to say that you could lead better by asking better questions and asking better questions of yourself and also better questions of those you lead because those people are going to be there and they're going to take action when you're telling them. But when you're not there, they're either going to be bad mouthing you or just not taking the actions that you don't want to take because you're not really caring or or even just talking to them about it. even just bringing it up, by the way, even if there is nothing that you can do, I really don't believe that there's ever a time where there's nothing you can't do, you can't do. But if there really isn't even just bringing it up, talking to them about it and asking them like, hey, what are some things that you that you think we could really do to actually help you in this specific situation. It's just really a game changer. Like I said, it's all about that influence, but at the same time, you're not doing it because you want them to take the actions that you want to take. You're doing it because you really want to take care of them because that's what leaders really do. Okay. All right. And the third piece is head versus heart. Okay. So we had, the first one was you got to find out what the people you are leading want. The second one is you have to make sure that what you're asking them to do is in full alignment with what they want and what they value, all right, what their core values are. And number three is you want to lead them towards their heart and away from their head, okay? So whenever you ask a question, there is a way to ask a question to get it to be focused on fear, lack, scarcity, humiliation, shame, their past. There's a way to get people to focus on the problem that will actually just create more of the problem. So when you ask a question like, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with my department? What's wrong with me? Why isn't this working out for me? You don't realize, but all those questions produces answers, even if you're not thinking about it in your brain. And it makes it mean something most of the time about you as a person. And really, it just creates a whole lot of resentment. And the actions that you take are never in congruence with positive actions, like the actions that you actually want to take. Instead, you can ask a question that's based off of the future. It's based off of potential, based off of your purpose, of hope, of abundance, of love. When you ask a question related to this, you could be in the same exact situation, but you could take a little bit different of a reframe. And when you ask powerful questions like that, and you're based off of a solution rather than based off of a problem, you're going to go out and find the actual solution that's going to work. You don't have to have it right then. As a matter of fact, If you program your brain to look for the solution, it will find it. And it could take some days. It could take some weeks. But when you program it, you're going to feel even more like um, of those positive emotions. By the way, positive and negative emotions. I mean, life is always going to be 50-50. It's just the way that it is. But really, when you can fuel yourself with those positive um, emotions, you're going to make sure that you go out and you take positive actions so you don't compound it by just asking yourself even terrible, more terrible questions and getting more focus on the problem. So this is why we call it head versus heart. Our head is here to keep us safe and protected and basically keep us in the past because the things that we've done in the past have kept us safe. I mean, you're still alive to today, right? 
Well, anytime we look for like the future or we try something new or we do something we've never done before, our brain goes, well, we don't know what the outcome is going to be. So let's just be safe. Okay. Let's just be safe. And by doing that, and then also throwing in habits and repetition to make it easier for you to not have to be forced to make decisions like this, it gets you to focus on whatever it can, whether it's the questions or the answers, to get you to not take action, to get you to not have to make a decision in the future about that, and be locked into the old behaviors that you've always done. It's kind of like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. The reason why that feels so good sometimes is because when you say that, you're basically saying, up, oh, it's closed. Like, I don't have to focus any more time, any more attention. I don't have to ask myself any more questions because it's just a matter of fact. And it feels kind of like good because you can move on. But in reality, you never move on. You just stay there and you basically form yourself into this box that you can't get out of and you're the one who actually created it. And that's when we can ask ourselves a question that's related to the heart. When we can ask ourselves a question related to the solution, a how might I question. And when you can ask yourself a question like that, you can plant the seed in here to start looking for the answers. And when you do that, it sometimes kind of feels like, oh man, but but like, how am I going to find these answers? And of course, being in a great environment is really, is really awesome. But really, instead of focusing on all of the lack, scarcity, and the fear, you just reframe your brain to start looking for the potential, the, the future. And when you see all of these things on the outside, you'll actually find those pieces that you needed to find to actually get there, rather than if you were focused on the problem, because you would find all the evidence that the problem is true, that it's correct, and that you made the right decision by not doing those things. That's really just how our brain works. That's really why we put together put together the Push Coach Certification School is to really help people hone in on their heart, heart and and really like realize that their head is there to keep them safe. And it's important at times, especially if you're a police officer, especially if you're like going into dangerous situations, it's important to listen during certain situations. But most of the time, majority of the time, it's better to live within your heart. So let me go over these three things really quick one more time. All right. So first off, if you really want to help people achieve massive results and help the team and benefit the team, number one is you find out first what the people you are leading really want. Ask them to paint a picture as clear as possible. What is it they really want to achieve in this area? Second thing is ask them and determine what their values are so that you can help make sure that when you ask them to do things, it's in alignment with what they want and what they value. And the third piece is make sure that you ask them questions that are related to their heart and not related to their head, not related to the problems. Instead, they're related to solutions. And I promise you, you will see over time just how much of a game changer this is. Not only will you have more influence, but you will help them get out of their own way so that they can actually create massive success in their life and do it while also benefiting the team. Because remember, when they see success, it, and it's directly related to the team, it's actually going to boost up everybody. And when everybody else can see that, that you're that type of leader who really does want to help your people, it just gives you so much more influence. And it's not a way of not a way of using this to like convince them to do things. No, you're really going out there because you want the best for them. That is really, truly what an influential leader is, okay? All right, guys, I hope this was helpful. I, I dove a little bit deeper into some of these concepts than I typically do, but this is something that we teach inside of the Push Coach Certification School, and I scratched the surface on inside of the Ideal Leader Blueprint. So if you guys want any more details about any of those, definitely reach out to me. I appreciate you guys so much for listening. Um, I know that 
We've talked about this before, but if you can do uh, me a huge solid and leave a rating and review, an honest one, I don't care if it's one stars or five stars. I always like to hear about what we're doing well and what we could improve on. Um, and I greatly appreciate you guys for spending the time and doing that. I know um, for me personally, I would never ask you to do that if I didn't do it for others. Last week had the same thing happen. I was listening to a few different podcasts and they ask for ratings and reviews because they don't have any ads on their shows. And I definitely appreciate not having ads on shows, just like we don't have ads here. And so I was like, you know what? I definitely need to tell my people who are listening to my show, but not before I go out there and do it for these people's shows too. So I did that for myself and it took me literally like six seconds to just type in the stars. Uh, and a couple of them, I actually put some comments and stuff in there. But if I, you guys could do that for me, I would greatly appreciate it. Regardless though, I really appreciate you guys for listening. There's hundreds of thousands of other podcasts out there and you listen to the end of this one. I greatly appreciate you guys. You guys have an incredible weekend and I'll see you next week. All right. All right. Bye everybody.